This is Writers in Tech, a podcast where today's top content strategists, UX writers, and content designers share their well-kept industry secrets. Tech Podcast, a podcast brought to you by the UX Writing Hub, which is a platform uh, for UX writers. We have a podcast, as you can hear, and we have a blog and a free UX writing course that I recommend all of you to check out on our website and a weekly newsletter and a lot of resources, a Facebook group, a lot of resources for UX writers from all over the world. And today I'm very excited to have here Leo Smith. Leo Smith work as a freelancer in one of the, if not the biggest banks in the Netherlands. And today Leo is going to kindly share with us uh, how is it to be a freelance and how is it to work in uh, different companies. He's a UX writing freelance. Hello, Leo. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you, Yuval. What a nice introduction. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here today. And how are you? I heard that you have a podcast as well. Yeah, I've what, got what a podcast it as well. It's called the Not Fit for Society Hip Hop Podcast. It's on <laughs> Spotify. And there I'm uh, the, the, uh, the OG and talking about, with the new school guy about hip hop and the development of hip hop and production, etc. And blabber about and uh, put a put some samples into it and then uh, we've got a show so if you're interested in hip-hop you can uh you can uh, spot me on spotify also that's amazing do you feel do you feel like that there is a connection between being a ux writer and being a, a podcast uh, host no there is a resemblance because you have to be creative in your language and also know what has to communicate what has uh, what, what communicates and um but it's one-way traffic, I think, because it's not interactive, and uh, um, uh, the, the 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 listener isn't in control, and that's two big different things that it's uh, in UX writing very important. I agree. That's why I love Clubhouse so much. Have you heard about this yeah, platform? Yeah, I just uh, s- uh, s- signed in uh, on onboarded two weeks ago, so. I didn't mm. use it very often now, but I'm very interested. There may be something about UX writing uh, can, can also be uh, in, in yeah, the club. Yeah. We're, we're actually having different uh, sh- uh, clubs over there about UX writing with UX writers from all over the world. Oh, cool. It's pretty cool. You should check out Yuval Cash on uh, Clubhouse yeah, and, okay. and, uh, I will. and join the discussion because this is exactly what you're saying. It's like uh, it's not one-sided. People can just jump on the call, talk to us, yeah. and people help them. And it's like two side or hundred side communication with many people from all over the world. And uh, it was amazing. I had a really cool experience with it. I just started a room yeah. and invited a few people. And from here to there, there were like hundreds of people in that room. And I found myself like, wow, uh, on, on one hand, going to take my vaccine. Yeah. <laughs> and on the other hand, talking to 300 people <laughs> from my mobile phone while taking the commute to take that vaccine. So it was like a, an extremely extreme day for me yes. but but clubhouse is, is, is cool something is else yeah oh, it you ex uh, ux writers are united that's amazing yes. and, and it's amazing to see the ux writing community on clubhouse too because many people are there right now okay cool which is pretty so, cool but, but it's also uh, uh, admissible for people who aren't ux writers it's for everybody it's for everyone i went to a business book club today and people recommend me to read different books about stuff and hey. i added all of them to my 
wishlist. That's cool. This was cool. Yeah, yeah. It's a really cool one. And then you find like, you find yourself talking to celebrities from here to there. Really? And it's crazy. Like in Israel, since it's a small country, like we have a really famous weatherman. So I find myself like moderating in, in a room with like the national weatherman. <laughs> it was like crazy, crazy experience. I don't know. Cool. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's talk more about your experience as a UX writer. So you have years of experience as a creative, am I right? Right, right. yeah. I'm, I'm in, uh, in the business about nearly 30 years now. I started out as wow. a copywriter, and later on as a conceptual copywriter. Back in the day, I teamed up with art directors and um, uh, uh, as, as, uh, for, for copy and concept, and I worked mostly for brand activation uh, bureaus. That's so. That's um, um, my professional delight to put a brand or a product or a service into motion. And uh, later on, yeah, it changed. And when I uh, went into UX writing, it was a long time ago now, I think. A year. It wasn't even called that way, uh, uh, UX writing. It didn't even exist, the term UX writing. But it's... Um, uh, I saw a shift going on from uh, from call to action marketing and brand activation towards the internet in terms of response and uh, and conversion and uh, the whole communication landscape and marketing shifted and uh, also the sales shifted. So um, the way that 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 people um, bought their stuff or uh, got their information shifted from uh, from uh, massa media to internet and later on to mobile so i wanted to be a part of it and also my work changed because uh, conceptual uh, advertising creative creativity still exists but it dries up so uh, uh, you see, it's common that copywriters who were more persuasive copywriters, conceptual copywriters, make the shift to UX writing. And it's a very interesting one because you have to learn a lot. And um, it's a really different approach to copywriting, I think. All right. So let's talk about the transition. Yeah. So you said you need to learn a lot when doing the transition from ad writing, from copywriting to UX writing. Yes. What do you feel... Or what do you think uh, you need to learn while doing that transition? Well, you have to learn to uh, uh, get used to talk to your uh, consumer or your customer or your prospect. It's a two-way traffic, and if you're and if he, and if the and and um, they come looking for you, they come looking for the brand, they come looking for the product. It's not like you're uh, in mass media that you. Uh, fire a rifle on a roof and try to hit someone. No, it's a different way around. You have to, you have to cap capture them and interest them. And uh, they don't get the feeling that they're going to get, get something s sold to them. They're just engaging with, with you, with your product or with your brand. So the whole tone of communication is completely different. Um, you have to be more, sometimes you have to be more uh, educated or a wise guy, but sometimes you have to be more servile and, uh, and then be patient. And uh, it, it, it's, it's all about building up uh, a bond with your, with your, uh, with your prospect uh, to, to make, to, to make clients of them. 
that's that's a whole different ball game than uh, thinking about a billboard or a TV commercial. I love it. And uh, it also goes back to the beginning of our call about podcast being one side communication channel versus a uh, clubhouse being um, a conversation. Yeah. And that's why may- maybe that's why it's exploding right now or something like that because people are looking for that kind of um, conversations. You know, they want their answers. They just, they, they want to get uh, attention. Yeah. From, yeah. They need uh, a lot of attention. Companies. Because the customer now is king. Just like uh, back in the day, the content is king, but now the customer is king. It's all customer-centric. <laughs> and they want to be addressed in their own way, in their own time, on their own medium, just like internet or on, on their mobile. And um, uh, you can get a, learn a lot of, of this uh, as, 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 as a UX writer because you can monitor them. They can, you can monitor their behavior now. And uh, you can uh, you can start talking back to them, and uh, that's that. That was refreshing after working for uh, for clients who only thought about their brand or only about their product, and uh, it's now all all about the consumer. And um, for a communication creative, it's very uh, it's very challenging to work uh, nowadays. So. That's that it, it's it, uh, in my opinion it's two different kind of trades like persuasive copywriting and UX writing are two different kind of uh, kinds of writing right and by the way it's really difficult to measure a billboard versus today yeah. versus to measure the uh, time spent on page of one of your uh, screens on the mobile yeah. app for a bank for example and then you can say you Oh, that message was not clear. Yeah. Maybe there is a bottleneck over here, and we should fix that copy. Yeah, that's a big, big difference because uh, uh, it has to be measured. And what's also different, you can nearly real-time change the campaign, and that's also uh, different without a big effort or a lot of money. And I think clients find it very attractive because... Back in the day, we plastered the whole city with with billboards and uh, and etc right. and we just waited just sit, like sitting ducks to uh, what, <laughs> what, what what happened but nowadays you can get get uh, the conversion rates and uh, also the burn rates you can get them uh, back nearly uh, immediately and you can act on that and that's also a challenge in in as a copywriter to be on guard and uh, Uh, that, that, that's that, this is also a new thing in my job it means to be on guard but it means also to to you know let's imagine for a company when they had to build this huge campaign for different billboards I just spoke with the a guy that was the CEO of one of the largest uh, air, airlines in Israel yeah. and it told me back in the days we had to spend like uh, half a million dollars on a campaign yes. and that was a big investment. Yeah. And you don't know the return of it today if you put half a million dollars on Facebook ads Google ads and you know social media stuff uh, and plus creating content yes. using this budget yeah. you could you know almost uh, of course you would do it like step yes, by step sure. and you will measure everything you wouldn't put like half a million no, in, or, in the first no. day or you become a nuisance <laughs> <laughs> but you could offer you could afford a lot of tests yeah, yeah, for that yeah, budget yeah Sure. which is great for a company. That's great for a company because it works both ways, you know, because 
Um, back in the day, and I'm an old creative, back in the day you had the, the, the marketing department and the sales department with nothing in between. But now we have to work with each other. So marketing right. and sales are more connected with each other because the feedback is also also uh, a real, nearly real time. So you can sit down and talk to each other, but also the way of uh, distribution of your product. It's uh, it's a whole thing. It's a whole a whole picture. Like uh, if you're a traditional tra- a traditional business company and you make the shift to uh, uh, to a, a digital driven business. Also, your communications have to change with it. And um, it's, it's not like if you make use of uh, UX or customer-centric uh, uh, communication. Keep in mind that your business also has to adapt uh, to because uh, you won't make a profit or it, uh, it doesn't pay back. And that's, that's a big thing also. So let's say that you have clients right now and you need to help them with their digital transformation. Mm-hmm. So what would be your first steps to helping company with their digital transformation? Well, I th- first you have to talk with, uh, with, with the board. Now, they have to uh, invest um, uh, and they have to change the way of thinking as, as looking at the market. And it's not only about the, the, the product they sell anymore. It's also the, uh, everything around it. It's also uh, the product development. Uh, if you, you don't make uh, products that, uh, that are, are, are thought of by, by, by yourself. initially you do, but the, the, uh, the renewal of products or services, uh, you have to, uh, have an open eye to what your clients say about your product or your service and implement them back. And, and, uh, that's a, a different thing. It's, it, 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 the whole, the whole concept of doing business digitally, digitally driven. Is that it's uh, that you can do something also with all the data that you collect from your right. your audience, and you have to use the you have to uh, attract people who can who can mine that data and also uh, give it back to your marketing and sales department and uh, get get the insights and the learnings from from what happens uh, out there. That's very smart. That's very smart. And do you have like uh, tips and tricks for uh, writers to look at the data? I know they're probably frightened of data. Well, they're saying to themselves, I'm not a data analysis. What's your tricks? No, it's, it's, it's very important to measure uh, things. But uh, on the long run, uh, look, what, what UX writer bring to, writers bring to the table is their, uh, uh, is their empathy. And you know, raw data or, or aggregated data or, or uh, refined data. Okay, it tells a story. Fine. What do we do next? You get a debrief. You look at a different, a, a different approach. And then you have to uh, transform it in communication. And that's where we come in. And uh, you can't, maybe there, one day there will be an algorithm that can do that, but for now, we uh, writers and designers have to jump in and do our thing that's also based on uh, a sixth sense, empathy, a uh, little twist in the communication, and that's, and that's still working. So, uh, And I never uh, met, uh, un- until now, a data scientist who gave me an idea of the communication, and that's, that's our domain. Mm-hmm. 
I understand. So understand, like read the data like a story, but eventually you have to create stuff on your own. You have yeah. to yeah. to be creative. And uh, yeah. of course, our users are not going to tell us what they want. We need to, yeah. based on what we know, yeah. to understand. We have to, yeah, to, to infotain them. We have to uh, service right. them. And that's the same thing as what the, 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 this, the, that's just a, a thing that didn't uh, change uh, from being a creative in the early days. And now you have to be able to make ideas and concepts and, and more concepts and more ideas. And, and that's, that's what you, that, that, that's a wealth, eh? but you, you have to bring it along because if you dry up and your ideas are not there, it sometimes happens eh, that you get a writer's block or uh, you, you can't uh, push it out and uh, yeah you have to do something else but that's our, that's I think that's our task as, as UX writers to to come with new ideas and different perspectives and uh, feelings and sentiments about uh, about communication that's what I think that's amazing <laughs> yeah I agree sounds uh, sounds about right and uh, um you said something about the uh, creative block, like uh, yeah. writer's block. So uh, yeah. I know about different tips, like one, talk to people. Yeah. The other one, uh, just <laughs> just dump on paper whatever you have in your brain and just keep writing until you can edit something nice out of it. So yeah. what would be your tricks to fight the creative block? Well, there's, there, uh, 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 when I was a young creative, I thought it was uh, a good glass of wine. But it doesn't help. You only <laughs> you only get worse. like uh, you know. It makes it worse on the long drunk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can you do like, to to, uh, <laughs> to to relax, but not 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 for your work. But uh, what 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 can help is uh, sometimes you have to give it back. Sometimes uh, the the briefing or the assignment is not 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 you. It's you can't do anything with it. There, there's the first part of the block. The other part is that you're doing the same thing for too long for the same time. The same old, the same old, same old. And uh, when you um, discover that you're coming back with old ideas, then you have to do something else, uh, really something else, like maybe do something in um, voluntary, uh, help someone out, old people. Do something completely different. Because... Uh, if you keep on thinking the way you thought, you always come back in a certain kind of loop. And then uh, to break out of it, uh, what I'm saying, maybe sport can help. Like get into emotion because writers are mostly in their head and that's a very small space. And uh, you have to think uh, to break out of that space. You have to do something uh, like go skateboarding or uh, make hip hop <laughs> music or do something. Make a hippo podcast. And create a podcast. <laughs> Talk about it to For- different people. Yeah. Yeah. It's very important. And That's it will come back eventually. It will come back because uh, it's your nature to be a writer and uh, you can't stop the machine. And that, that's maybe reassuring to know that. But if you panic or, or, or flip out, yeah, you can wait for a long time then. Yeah. Uh, it's the that imposter syndrome you know we talked we talk in this podcast a lot about the imposter syndrome how 
the most talented writers in the world feel like they're not good enough how yeah. the best actors in the world feels like they're they're bad at acting yeah, yeah. but um you're good writers if you listen to us know that you are a good writer because you picked up this episode yeah. and you're listening to us right yeah. now and the fact that you're listening to us and us listening to us right now means that you care about your yeah. writing, which is which is important yeah. and today I, I actually felt really bad I don't know. I I I had a block, yeah. you know. I just couldn't create. I, I need to create stuff yeah. during the day, you know. We create blog posts and and I had a block and I panicked, you know. Yes. I panicked. So I don't know. Yeah. So I just went to What did you do? To, uh so I told you before that. So I just went uh, and learned about different books about investing which yeah. is definitely yeah. not my, <laughs> my not my, but I I learned about it and then To be honest, I, I'm sorry that I'm talking about Clubhouse all day, yeah. but I went to this Clubhouse place about investing. Yeah. And I was just like asking the experts questions over there like, okay, what is investing? How do you invest? And then at some point, because I just like read a few biographies, like I read the Elon Musk biography and stuff yeah. like that. So they didn't know what's going on in the world. So I found myself, you know, explaining them about like Elon Musk and how he is going to fly to space and I found myself talking about space and stocks for like one hour <laughs> and then and then I felt so much better <laughs> yeah, sure. I think that's that's what writers share what we have in common is that we want to know everything about everything and uh, that's a that's a, a certain drive that you have to have and um, maybe you have to feel Uh, step away from your assignment sometimes and then join uh, uh, a clubhouse room and talk about marketing or banking or something else <laughs> or space writing. please don't <laughs> no I do yeah and that's a <clears throat> that's a really really good tip to go outside of your brain and uh, maybe maybe go outside of your comfort zone maybe volunteer yeah Do some something crazy, yeah. learn a new hobby, learn to paint, yeah, I don't know, yeah, learn to play the guitar, paint <laughs> or the, oh, be, guitar I'll be a pizza delivery man or uh work in a hotel or <laughs> something else, <laughs> <laughs> then it will come back eventually, yeah, sounds really, really cool. I like that maybe maybe it, we should put it also in the name of the episode about how to overcome the creative block or something yeah like that. <laughs> that's a very good one um all right we talked about okay so you're a freelance you excited you have experience I saw that you worked for like a car leasing companies yeah. am I right yeah. and, and now like banking yeah. so give us give the listeners some tips like how to land the Like these amazing projects as a freelancer uh, freelance you excited for example well sometimes it's just being lucky it's dumb luck and sometimes uh, you have to really uh, work harder and uh, uh, it has to do with networking and um, look uh, your portfolio is something that you really have to have work on your portfolio but uh, have a good talk also with with uh, with with When you, when you get hired about what you are going to do, uh, uh, talk with not, not only with, with fellow writers, but also with the developer and also with, with, uh, with the manager, etc, and get a good picture of what you are going to do, because it's all different, and uh, all companies have their own culture, 
and uh, their own way of working and uh, their own uh, and if you if it doesn't fit in uh, then say no because sometime else an, uh, another assignment will come by but mm-hmm. you have to feel relaxed with it and never ever overpromise yourself or sell yourself uh, dearly because uh, it's too stressful and uh, you will uh, it's bad for your uh, f- for your reputation also so uh, don't go don't go under under what, 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 what you can but but keep it in consideration you can always deliver more than promise and then just people like you better yes you yeah. that's a good thing that's uh, <laughs> politically correct also yeah yeah, yeah. No, it's like I agree one hundred percent. Don't promise stuff that you're not going to deliver no. or or don't charge yourself. First of all, charge yourself high. That's what I'm saying to everyone, charge yourself high because many people charge themselves really low these days and I don't think it's no it's right. No, no, don't, but, don't but, go too low. Right. Like do some benchmark, you know, go to a yeah. salary survey and check like yeah. uh, and and we publish it on our website so you can check it in the UX Writing Hub yeah. website check it out but uh, once you know that the pricing is right just like over deliver mm-hmm. maybe you can add some uh, another um, piece of research that you found that might help the team or maybe yeah. you could speak with the developers and just edit the strings and save some friction time yeah. between and save some hours to the developers you can do many different creative stuff that will help the team and will will put you in a better position in front of your client. Yeah, that that's cool. And also, uh, maybe it's weird what I'm going to say. Um, writers, if they know their assignment and they know what they have to do, you've got plenty of time left. So you can uh, walk about. Yeah, it's not possible now in Corona time, but. You can uh, reach out to someone else, have a chit chat about uh, about the job, of course, or something else. But um, uh, you can gather information that you normally can't gather when you're in a stand up or in a briefing. So you know what's going on, you know what the, what, what, where where the ship is going, and uh, you can be proactive in that, and uh, you can uh, w- work in front, work in front of it. So it's. Uh, it's not on because a freelance is not uh, doing your dance or, or uh, the, the, the do your thing, but also um, be yeah. You're always uh, uh, from the outside looking in, but to, uh, bring um, bring not only your writing skills to the table, but your joie de vivre or your uh, personality, etc. And uh, that's also very important. I agree. Bring uh, everything to the table and uh, deliver on time and deliver the best you yeah. can and you, you'll be great and you said something about like networking so sometimes it's just luck I believe that luck like networking is luck yeah. why is that because if you speak with people all day and then like people ask you if you'd like to do some UX writing for them it's not luck it's because your network yeah, yeah, because you reached out to them in the past I feel like the more people you talk to, the more reaching out you do on LinkedIn, yeah. the more companies that you kind of try and talk to. So those will give you a lot of, those interactions will give you a lot of luck yeah. in the yeah. future if you would know how to build those relationships. Yeah. And it it, 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 it doesn't have to go about your work all the time, but 
yeah, a little bit of uh, small talk or uh, no, get to know each other on a social way. It's it's very important. And because if you're a, a freelancer, you have to do all things by yourself. You have to do your finance, your promotion, your acquisition. You're a one-man band. And, uh, yeah, sometimes you have to play the, play the fiddle or the flute to get something done. And... Uh, you have to be uh, you have to be there and sometimes it's very tiring so uh calculate always uh, a rest break because freelancers have the tendency to work while other people are on vacation or going on vacation because they are yeah, there yeah. in the company also take a, take some time out it's very important right so you're not going to burn out yeah you can get burned out and then you're f- further from from home so uh, and uh, you have to pull yourself back on your hairs out of the swamp and that's that's not a fun thing to do uh and uh i don't recommend it because uh um uh, you have to do uh, that's why you also have to connect with your fellow uh, uh ux writers and uh sometimes talk about the business or uh yeah, just have uh, uh, maybe uh, uh get angry about the business or uh, share the emotion because not many people know what we are doing as ux writers so before, for instance, my wife is, what do you do all day? Yeah, I write copy for screens on telephones. Oh, yeah, big deal. <laughs> <laughs> you, you were some, someone who made commercials back in the day and billboarding, etc. And now it's on a small, <laughs> tiny, whiny screen. <laughs> yeah, sure, but it's also important. And it, pays, it pays our bills. So It is. And it's, uh, I think it's more important than ads and stuff like that. Yeah. It's, uh, can have the chance to impact people's life which is yeah. cool yeah. um do you have time that you feel like you were uh, burnt out you have yeah sure uh, yeah sure it's mm-hmm. mostly when uh, i be- bite off more than i can chew or uh over promise myself and uh didn't have any inspiration left so and then uh, what do you do be honest because uh, it shines through in your work. If you're not honest about how you feel, I consider writing as an emotional thing. Yeah, you're, not, you're, you're not a robot and, and the customer aren't robots. It has to do, if you're feeling well and uh, you're on a roll and everything is, uh, is pointing in the right direction, it will flow out of your pen or your marker or your uh, uh, keyboard. But if you're not in good... Um, in good sense or good uh, feeling good it will shine through in your work and that's no good and it, it's uh, then, then you have to detect and say okay i have to step out uh, for a moment and be kind to myself and uh, that will help in the long run because i've seen them fall uh, around me writers especially in advertising a, a company time uh, too many dr- uh, drugs and, and booze and staying up and uh, work 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 it, it didn't help so be kind to yourself. No one will do it for you as a freelancer. You have to do it yourself. That's a really, really good tip. And I have, Leo, I have a problem myself with, with my clients sometimes. So okay. I, uh, in the last project that I had, I, uh, I sold myself really cheaply. Why is that? Because I didn't calculate it right the time that it's going to take. So... Let's say that I charge for like 10 hours, but to be honest, it's like almost three times more than that, which is, uh, it's, I'm, I'm investing a lot of time in this project. So I'm thinking to myself all the time, okay, 
next time I'm going to tell them that it took me 30 hours instead of 10 hours. But now I will just suck it in. But I feel a bit frustrated with this project now because yeah. I feel like I'm constantly working on it and it's almost it doesn't it's not worth it almost anymore. So what would you do in a situation like that? Have a good talk with uh, with your client because um, um, you have to deliver quality and uh, uh, look you, you can you, you can play a game and uh, uh, that's not not good on the long run because uh, he doesn't know what you are doing and sometimes your estimation wasn't good it happens and, it was my mistake yeah, my responsibility yeah. I'm, not, I'm not blaming anyone but me yeah. be, be honest about it because I am I am I'm honest about yeah, it it to, was my responsibility to your client, I, to your client. Mm, I see yeah yeah I see but that that's also part of doing business some clients say yeah I'm sorry you have to do it for this money that's what we decided on and uh, take your losses it happens but it's a company that have a lot of money it's not about the money it's just about me being too modest I guess shy yeah. yeah, that's that's a right writer's thing. Yeah, I know, and I'm telling everyone charge more, charge more, yeah. charge more, and I'm barely b- practicing in myself. Yeah. You know, practice what you preach. Yeah, it's very difficult. You. It's very. <laughs> it difficult. is, and uh, you know, sometimes I take the money and run. I think, oh, I did, I did this assignment in 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 in, in eight hours, but I uh, my estimation was sixteen. So okay, sometimes it happens. It, the flow is there. Everything is okay, but sometimes it's really hard to to yeah to 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 deliver uh, the the right kind of copy and you know uh, it's like it's like in a year it's like peaking and uh, you, you know uh, a French bread you've got a French bread a, a baguette a baguette <laughs> you can put a little uh, bit of peanut butter on. A heap, but you can spread it out over the whole baguette, and that's the year. And sometimes you got a little bit of peanut butter, and sometimes a lot of peanut butter. You understand? <laughs> that's a. I understand. I understand. You need to spread that peanut butter equally, <laughs> spread the butter. so you'll enjoy. So, so you'll enjoy that peanut butter all all, all, all along the baguette. Exactly. <laughs> all right, Leo, we're about to yeah. finish the podcast and uh, I know that you work as a freelance with the biggest clients in the Netherlands. So uh, let's say that people are listening and they're hiring for a freelance. So what kind of projects would you be curious to do in the future? Yeah, I, 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 I'm a clever guy. Uh, uh, I did um, uh, automotive and now finance. I also did a bit of insurance. I would like to work for a sports brand or for a fun thing for holidays or some fun in. That's cool. You know, That's so cool. maybe it's a, a shout out for uh, someone who wants a really cool UX writer, <laughs> uh, and you got a nice product that needs some help. Yeah, reach out to me. That's, That's cool. Your, uh, thanks for the moment. Uh, yeah, of course. I'm going to add a, a link to your LinkedIn account in the show notes as well. Okay. Reach out to you. He's awesome and he's a great writer. Uh, that's cool uh, and how do you think we should name this episode so we talked about like the creative block but we also talked about like a lot of tips for freelance UX writers that I feel like they were extremely useful okay cool 
Um, so I'm th- I'm just thinking here out loud, like uh, how we should name this episode? Maybe yeah, peanut butter and tricks. <laughs> <laughs> peanut peanut butter tricks for uh, UX writing freelance. Yeah, okay, <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> Put it in a jar and spread the word. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it has to be something uh, crazy because people won't remember it. Leo uh, and tricks for the freelancers. Right, but maybe people will say to themselves, "Wait, but why should we open this episode like peanut butter? What does oh, it yeah. even mean?" Okay. Uh, and and maybe people would be like, uh, you know, if we will say something like, you know, I uh, okay, I, I've uh, been publishing content get, for a while. Maybe like we have to get serious. Ha- Maybe like how to rock it as a UX writing freelance yeah. or something like yeah. that. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, how to become no, um, oh gee, that's that's a thing. That's a great yeah, look. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, how to make a career as a UX writer and influence people. Nice, I like it. How to make a new UX writing and influence it. people like a rock star. Like a rock star. Okay. The last thing. Okay. I'll go with that. Cool. Thanks. All right. Uh, I had Leo, fun, uh, you so Yuval. was nice. Are you still there? You froze in frame. No. Are you still there? Yep. I am still there. I I am still there. But the Zencaster is stopped. No, it, it shows like it's working on my end. Yeah. And, oh, I am also. I see. Okay, 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 okay. Now it's an important part because we're going to lose the recording. Uh, oh. So I, I'm going. I'm going to um, to say uh, goodbye, yeah. and then I'm going to stop the recording. Uh, so Leo, thank you so much for being here today. Uh, listeners, thank you so much for listening to Writers in Tech podcast brought to you by the UX Writing Hub. Leo, uh, it was a pleasure to have you. Thank you. Thank you, Yuval. It was my pleasure. Thank you. Amazing. See you. Ciao.